Monkey Jones has been banned from YouTube. In fact, two of his channels were completely terminated for violating the community guidelines. For those that aren't familiar, Monkey is a dark comedian. He produces dark comedy and satire on YouTube, and he regularly mocked Elliot Roger. You may be thinking, well, look, it does suck this guy was banned, but why does this matter for the bigger picture? Because first they came for the literal white supremacists, and now they're coming for the edgy boys, people who like to make dark comedy, mocking taboo issues when it's obviously comedy. But now they are being banned too. We are seeing the line pushed further and further every day. This has been a big week in the sanitization of the internet. Sargon of Akkad banned from Patreon, even though he didn't really violate Patreon's rules. Now we see the banning of Monkey Jones from YouTube. And yes, the YouTube Rewind is another example of internet sanitization. So today, let's take a look at these various issues. And I want to start with Monkey Jones because this is a serious hit to him on a personal level. But before we get started, please head over to timcast.com forward slash donate if you'd like to support my work. Notice I am not supporting Patreon or any other platform other than my own, though admittedly I do use PayPal for monthly donations. You can also use Bitcoin if you want to send me cryptocurrency, and I have a P.O. box available for anybody who wants to send just whatever. Mumkey published this video on December 11th, 2018, explaining how both of his channels had been completely terminated. He said there was hope in that he felt YouTube didn't actually review the videos because they weren't hate speech. Unfortunately for Mumkey, YouTube responded on Twitter saying they were upholding the channel strikes. At first, they seemed to have been confused about what video he was actually highlighting. Rusty Cage posted a link to a video saying this is not hate speech, and YouTube responded with that's not the video that we gave a strike. The funny thing about this, they removed that video too. Rusty Cage or somebody apparently uploaded this video to show that it wasn't a violation of the community guidelines, and YouTube said that's not the video that got a strike, and then actually came and took the video down. So yes, in the end, it did get a strike. YouTube eventually figured out that it was a re-upload. They said, thanks, saw that re-uploaded video, but check the URL provided in the description. Sorry for the confusion. Still, the Elliot AMV video was correctly taken down, but not for hate speech. That specific video received violated our policies on harmful, dangerous content. Mumkey asked, how is Elliot AMV a harmful or dangerous video? My understanding of the video is that he was singing to Elliot Roger and kind of mocking him. YouTube responded, should have been in the email you received, but we don't allow content that appears to be posted in a shocking, sensational, or disrespectful manner, including promoting, glorifying, or encouraging violence. Context is also important. The only depictions of such activities that we may allow need to be educational or documentary in nature and shouldn't be designed to help or encourage others to imitate them. Here's a good resource on context. Now, the reason this is wrong and YouTube is wrong is that Mumkey points out on Monkey Jones 2, I got a hate speech strike for an audiobook of Elliot Rogers' manifesto. That's educational in nature and a documentary too. Context is important, right? Remove that strike. And I want to point out that the New York Times published Elliot Rogers' manifesto in full for educational reasons. This is not that different from Monkey Jones reading an audio version of it. However, I think it's fair to say the New York Times regularly posts things that would never be allowed on YouTube because it's news. But I guess because Mumkey is dark comedy, nothing in this context would be allowed. At this point, I think it's extremely unlikely that Mumkey Jones will get his channels back. And you may not agree with this content. You may find it offensive. I'll be honest, I didn't watch a whole lot of it. But I do know that a lot of the content he produced wasn't offensive in the least bit. 
He made a satirical video analyzing Diary of a Wimpy Kid. He actually made a short doc about my brother trolling someone on the internet that wasn't in any way overtly offensive. And so what I see with this is that often on the internet with almost every social media platform, they decide to use a sledgehammer to swat flies. Sagar of Akkad said one bad word in one video. So Patreon terminated his entire account. Instead of just saying, hey, don't do it again. Instead of YouTube saying these videos are going to be removed, but we're going to leave your channel up, don't do it again. They take a sledgehammer and destroy the entirety of these individuals' livelihoods over a few mistakes. If Monkey Jones produced 300 videos and three of them were bad, should we really terminate the entire channel because 1% of his content wasn't good enough for YouTube? Or should YouTube simply say, we're taking these videos down, end of story? In fact, it would probably be a lot easier for YouTube just to force private or delete a video instead of going through the process of trying to set up some kind of appeals system for people who get terminated and then having third parties get involved and the big PR backlash. You take the video down, someone complains about it, end of story. But what YouTube does is they take the video down and then they give you a strike and then two more and you get terminated. The other problem with this is that we saw Gavin McInnes banned over false copyright strikes. Again, I'm not saying I like the content Gavin makes by no means. But this is a problem when someone can mass target your channel, activists, for instance, and get it terminated. I want to point out right now a bit of a positive note. As I mentioned, Gavin McInnes, his channel's actually been restored. Because as it turns out, it was falsely taken down by copyright strikes. YouTube has restored his channel. It was an error. This goes to show that terminating someone's account is not the right move. You're using a sledgehammer to swat a fly. All you need to do is pause, put it up for review, wait a little bit before taking the content down to figure out what's really going on. And if they did that, Gavin would never have been removed in the first place. In fact, they don't even need to delete the channel. They could just put a notice on it and suspend the videos in question and then review them. They don't do that. Patreon doesn't do that. Twitter doesn't do that. They'll just ban you. And then after a huge PR backlash, apologize or not. But back to Monkey Jones. I have a theory as to why Monkey was really banned. I believe Monkey Jones was banned because of PewDiePie. Not because PewDiePie actually did anything wrong, but because PewDiePie inadvertently promoted an edgy boy. As many of you probably know, PewDiePie, who is the largest YouTuber, gave a shout out to a series of channels, and one of them happened to be an edgy boy who posted a lot of anti-Semitic jokes and made offensive content, and PewDiePie apologized for this. But I assure you, YouTube saw the news that they were going after PewDiePie once again. I believe, I could be wrong, that E semicolon's video highlighted in this story was actually taken down by YouTube for being offensive. So how is it that Monkey gets banned? Well, I think it was a preventative measure that YouTube was taking to target edgy content and dark comedy before the media finds out about it. One of the videos that was flagged and taken down on Monkey's channel was a test video that was private and had zero views. Yet somehow that video got a strike and got his channel deleted. How could that be? Unless YouTube internally, without anyone reporting the content, decided to issue a strike and thus his channel was terminated. Is that really fair? Not really. No one saw the video. It was never made public. And according to Monkey, it probably wouldn't have broken the rules anyway. I don't want to sit here and talk about what rules should or should not be made or whether or not Monkey actually broke the rules. The point is, The context of Monkey's videos is clearly comedic. He's a comedian, and his channel is nowhere near as offensive as E semicolon R's channel, yet he was still terminated and, again, in my opinion, probably won't get reinstated. Why is YouTube doing this? 
advertisers. I mentioned this in a video a couple days ago. They want to make sure the entire platform is sanitized so advertisers don't leave. I don't necessarily blame YouTube for this. They're terrified of losing money when, for the most part, they're in the red already. But I think the greatest example of the sanitization of YouTube and why people like Monkey get banned is YouTube Rewind 2018. Yes, I'm completely serious. YouTube Rewind 2018 is officially the most disliked video on YouTube. The reason is YouTube Rewind is a commercial for advertisers, not for you. The reason why they have late night hosts like John Oliver and Trevor Noah in it, even though I'm pretty sure Trevor Noah gets less ratings than Philip DeFranco, is because they're trying to attract mainstream advertising companies. And this is not my opinion. This is actually Marquez Brownlee's opinion. He made a video about it explaining YouTube Rewind is meant to show advertisers that they have a family friendly content platform where you can post your advertisements and it'll be okay. What ends up happening is that it becomes the most disliked video in YouTube history in a matter of days. One week from launch, 10 million thumbs down, surpassing Justin Bieber's baby to be the most disliked video ever. And it took Justin Bieber years to attain the amount of dislikes they have, surpassed in days by YouTube Rewind. You know, look, before the internet, when everything was radio and TV, you couldn't swear on TV. And only in the past few years have swear words start to become acceptable on mainstream television. If someone said something wrong on a platform, they'd be fired. They'd have to apologize. A week or so ago, Kid Rock called Joy Behar a bitch on Fox News, and they apologized, I think, three times immediately, like, "Uh uh-oh, something bad was said. Only on the internet can you really be edgy and make this kind of dark comedy. It won't fly on TV out of a fear that they need to attract the mainstream. So there are some pros and cons here. For the most part, a lot of people are upset because the internet is being pulled back. But you do need to realize that the internet is pretty, it's a pretty wild place, you know. People have referred to it as the Wild West when it first launched. People were setting up websites saying ridiculously offensive things. Racist organizations had their own websites. And at some point, these companies said, we want to attract mainstream money. And that point was when the flip happened, when revenue became significant. In 2005, 6, 7, whatever, when YouTube first started, yeah, no one really cared what you put on here. In fact, there's a reason why so many celebrities have offensive content on Twitter 10 years ago. Because Twitter didn't matter. It wasn't mainstream. It's only recently become particularly mainstream when Donald Trump started using it and it became really relevant. Now people are saying this is the place where discourse is happening. And if you say something that isn't mainstream, you must be punished for it. The internet is starting to become like television was 20 years ago. It won't ever be as puritanical in my opinion, but it's going to get pretty damn close. Porn is being banned from certain platforms. Certain words are being banned. And even content creators who don't break the rules are being banned, not because of rules, not because of legality, but because of a fear of offense. Why was Sargon of Akkad banned from Patreon? Because the word he used was offensive. Look, there was a race car driver whose dad in the 80s said the N-word or something like that. So they, they pulled sponsorship from his son 30 years later. That's extreme. It's very, very extreme, probably more extreme than we've ever seen. And this is where the cons come in, because although it's still a little better than it was 20, 30 years ago when we only had television, we can see just how extreme it will become. Dark comedy exists in movies, okay? It it does exist in mainstream culture. And what Monkey Jones is doing isn't overtly out of bounds for dark comedy, but YouTube doesn't want any controversy. 
So what they do is they're, they're going to get rid of someone like Monkey, even though he didn't really break the rules, even though one of his videos was no different to what the New York Times did. And even though no one even saw one of his videos because it was private. And all you have to do is look at YouTube Rewind to realize exactly where this is all headed. Trevor Noah, John Oliver, Will Smith, family-friendly personalities who don't say anything too outrageous, who have nothing to do with YouTube is the direction the internet is going. The internet is going to become more of a mainstream place. My concern is that we are going to lose the ability for marginalized voices to actually speak up as the internet says these things are offensive. Because don't forget, there have been many instances where people have said pro-social justice things and have been punished for it. There was a wave of pro-LGBTQ creators who were demonetized because the subject matter was considered risky and offensive. There was someone who published a poem on Instagram that was pro-LGBTQ that was suspended. The, the, the post was taken down for being offensive. What it comes down to is that you can play by the rules. You can do everything right like Sargon did and have one infraction that doesn't even qualify as a rule break and have your income terminated. You can be someone like Monkey Jones who produces dark comedy and to the best of his ability abides by the rules, terminated. They will terminate you in an effort to sanitize the internet. You will lose your income and your livelihood simply because they decided to change what they liked without telling you. This can't be acceptable. We need some kind of protection for the individuals that, that empower these platforms. There are alternatives to Patreon that they all say, basically, we can terminate you for any reason. And I've told them, I won't sign up with you unless you give me a guarantee as well that you will serve to protect me because we're in a partnership. You want to terminate my channel? Okay, well, you lose money and I lose money. That means we should come to a mutual agreement that we need each other and it's not a one-sided situation. Otherwise, we end up seeing creators who play by the rules and are still terminated. But let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. Are you a fan of Monkey? And if you are, what do you think about his channel termination? How do you feel about his content? And do you think Google went too far? How do you feel about YouTube Rewind? Again, comment below. We'll keep talking. You can follow me on Twitter at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I'll have more videos up on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews, starting at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time. Hopefully. Hopefully.